0: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time.
0: That we are, James. And today we are back for some Luke Cage action. Um, This is Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 11, still. Uh, And we're starting at 18 minutes, 46 seconds, and we're going to end at 18 minutes and 52 seconds. Um, Now, this is a moment of sort of voiceover from a previous Mm -hmm. scene in modern day, but covering over a flashback. Yes. Um, And so this is a two-sentence story. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? Ready. Here it is. When we were younger, they injected kids with a free vaccination. John McIver is one of those kids in a line of boys waiting to see the doctor. When he gets to the front, uh, we see him get his vaccination. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's just, I mean, it's just like a small room, like a row of like maybe 10 boys kind of thing. I mean, there could be clearly probably more, but we're just starting from like a specific spot where you can just see there's like a doctor with like a case and needles and stuff like that. And he's just, people are walking up, gives him a jab, they move on. Yep. James any thoughts on this yep. uh, scene
1: I mean it you know again it's sort of like uh and we've we've uh filtered out the flashbacks and put them in the in the timeline mm-hmm. and I love it very much even though it's sort of like kind of like we talked about with uh the daredevil Maggie and Jack in the kitchen mm-hmm. where it's like that's supposed to be just sort of like a brief glimpse but uh okay let's talk about this you know single human motion and then it's done sure <laughs> i admit, stop me if i've told you this before because it is sort of a go-to story it's freshman year um i have i have to get it's freshman year of college i have to get a couple of vaccinations like at the beginning of college
0: yeah as you do
1: so i went there i was gonna meet my girlfriend to take the bus to the mall i ended up buying the Tenacious D album um, but before that, what happened was actually, she was in the waiting room of the, of the health of the clinic. I was in the, the, you know, the room getting the vaccinations. Uh, I hadn't eaten any, anything I hadn't eaten. I Ooh. hadn't eaten anything Ooh. or had anything to drink. So mm. I did pass out on the lady and I wasn't as, as big as I am now, Yeah. but I was still larger than her by a good foot and a half. Yeah. So she had to like catch me kind of shove me up against the wall and then get me uh, a cup of Sprite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of the best, I remember it as like focaccia bread. And I'm not sure why that was what they gave me. <laughs> I don't know if they, it was someone's they were lunch.
0: Like, yeah, probably just someone going, Ted, hey. And he's like, oh, come on. I brought this from home. And they're like, we oh, you
1: know. <laughs> it, Did I focaccia at a bad time? <laughs> 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 but anyways it was the, some of the best tasting bread i've had in my life and then i went uh went on out of there but uh that's all to say hey eat and drink before you get uh your vaccinations because that can be a problem
0: yeah one time they tried to take blood from me from some for something uh, like at school yeah. or something like that and i remember they went to take blood and like i nearly passed out yeah and they were like hello? They're like, did you not eat or drink today? They're like, like, you know, like we told you that. And I said, no, I was like, I mean, I literally just ate lunch like an hour ago. I was like, I I just, I said that the side of the needle and the blood especially is like caused me to, and they're like, oh, okay. They're like, gotcha. They thought I was just being like irresponsible. But I was like, no, no, no. I just, I literally, everything about what just happened is kind of my worst nightmare. They're like, okay, now I know to, it's clearly
1: um, been too long since I've given blood because I'm starting to get like my queasy stomach feeling and like mm-hmm. my arms feeling really sensitive and stuff. So yeah. my, what I do is then go give blood to get, get over that. But, um, that's uh, not a solution that works for
0: semi famously. Sure. Um, it's not really famous, but like, it is just like, for me, it's like, it's a seminal moment, I guess, in my medical history, I had to get uh kind of like around the same time that I do the, vaccinations for college, I had to get just just two things updated. I believe it was tetanus and something else. I don't remember what. Um, yeah. But, like, right before the vaccinations, they also had to do a blood test for, like, cholesterol or something like that, I think.
1: Okay.
0: Um, They did they did some sort of blood test. Like, for physical. Uh, yeah, they have to take a yeah, physical. Like physical yeah. 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 So, they went to take the blood, and I was, like, trying not to look, trying not to feel or anything like that, and there was, like... <laughs> There was a, like, you know, like uh, in the space, because it was clearly like a space, almost like a triage type area. Right. So like yeah, yeah. multiple people were kind of coming and going in that area. And so there was a guy who was kind of like, like cleaning tools or whatever, like doing de-sterilization and putting out like little trays of like accoutrement for doctors and uh-huh. stuff like that. C- and so c- there was... Carcoutrement. Char- Charcoutrement, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he put out like a little tray, I guess, for my doctor, like to replace whatever. And it was like on like a little table. And it was just barely too close to my chair. Oh, and no. so like I'm in the chair, but it's that chair where it's like, you're, you're kind of leaning back just a little bit, yeah. like not like a dentist, but like almost. Yeah, and yeah. I was, again, I was still trying not to look, still not to. And the second the needle touched me, just involuntarily, my foot went, poof, just kicked straight up and out. And just, I mean, just tools all over the damn floor. And like the guy had maybe put it down 30 seconds before. And just the way they hit the floor, and also the pan was so loud when it hit the tile. Yeah. I mean, I felt the deepest shame, but the way the man just sort of, you could see him go. And he just turned around and looked at it. And I was like, I knew he, uh, he was like, like, I think there was a moment of like, you know what? That's my bad. I shouldn't have put it that close to like, right. the. but like in his head, I think he was like, yeah, this is probably far away enough. But like just the way he was like, God, I mean, just you could, t- I mean like 15 things on that platter. And I just kicked it straight up. And he was like,
1: He's like, again? Oh
0: I've also accidentally uh, hit someone in the, almost the same way. Like, they have a note on my thing about me not liking needles and stuff and that I can be squirmy. So, one time when I had, like, food poisoning, I was a little delirious. They were trying to, like, kind of keep me still a little bit just in case because I could tell that I was, like, you know, not having it. And they did that and I, like, need a guy. <laughs> and he was, like, cool. And he was, like, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um. Let's not talk about our needle experience, though. We should yeah. get to the needle experience here because this is definitely yeah. the more important story. For We've sure. talked about it a little bit, to be clear, during the uh, conversation of the flu of 1918. Mm-hmm. Um, we did talk a little bit about vaccinations and uh, inoculations and stuff like that from around that time period, and specifically about um, people of color having a bad history with uh, vaccinations and things of of that nature. Uh, and one of the reasons why COVID vaccinations and things like that were kind of a tough sell on multiple communities, um, because of this, this bad past in history. Um, so we, we we have touched on it before. Um, so I wasn't going to go too deep into it just since it's a topic we've already touched on, but I do have an article, um, from UNICEF called dispatch from uh, Jamaica vaccines work then and now. For UNICEF Jamaica consultant, uh, helping her mother get the COVID-19 vaccine in June to, uh, 2021 brought back memories of her own experience as a child being vaccinated for polio during an outbreak in 1982. Mm. Uh, and uh, they reached out to to this uh, consultant, Gail Hode, I believe is how you pronounce it, H-O-A-D. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's like say, Toad. I would say Hode, yeah. Um, for more insight into vaccine hesitancy in Jamaica and other challenges, She's tackling in her role um, in communications uh, down mm. there. So uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic hasn't been easy for many Jamaican families, uh, but they count their blessings. Uh, she got uh, sorry her her mother got her second shot of the COVID vaccine on June thirteenth. As a senior citizen, she is among the most vulnerable. Um, COVID uh, ni- COVID nineteen sorry literally put much of her life on hold. Uh, seniors were told to stay at home, so I did all the grocery shopping. Places of worship were closed, uh, and church is a big part of life in that area. Mm. Uh, was only accessible online. A former teacher, she still loves, uh, as a former teacher, rather, her mom still loves working with children as part of an organization serving girls. That was disrupted. It took time for her to accept restrictions on supermarket trips, and was uh, let, And it took uh, a lot of time to adapt to meetings and church on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um so things like that, okay, I'm going to scoot for a little bit. So this is just some of the, the basic stuff of COVID that we you know, are, are aware of. Right. Um, what is the general attitude in Jamaica around getting vaccinated? So before my mom got the COVID-19 shot, we talked honestly about the vaccine. Her sister in the U.S. was the first family member to get the vaccine. And in Jamaica, a sister who was a nurse was among those first to get it as well. Still, there were fears, concerns, hesitation. So much was unknown. Uh, we eventually decided it was wisest to take any protection that science offered. A life of lockdown was not an option for my mother, uh, It just, but it just also wasn't about that. We know vaccinating older people and those on the front lines uh, are important first steps to protecting entire populations. Uh, I'm going to scoop forward just a little bit. Our first batch of vaccine dose were delivered through COVAX in mid-March. Okay, here we go. So uh, they they talked about getting you know your polio vaccination back in the day and how they mm-hmm. kind of did it basically like what we saw in this uh, in this scene, right? Where they're just sort of all in the same room and they're just sort of going down the line jabbing, right? Right. Um, and they were talking about like, there's a photo of it even. They're like, why were you all getting vaccinated at the same time? And they say, it was 1982 and we were all getting vaccinated against polio as there had been an outbreak that year. Uh, Jamaica's last case of polio before that outbreak was in 1969. So there hadn't been any cases for over 12 years. Um, Um, Apparently, though, immunization of children against this disease had not remained consistent. Uh, With no new cases throughout the 70s, we may have stopped worrying so much about polio. So when it came back, the country launched an emergency immunization campaign. Um, We continue to do so until it was eradicated worldwide. Uh, Sorry, sorry, until it is eradicated worldwide. Sorry. And we're getting close. We just need to keep immunizing. Um, So they talk about that a little bit. Hang on. Okay. No. Okay. So I'm going to actually pivot here real quick and go to a different article here. And this one is from uh, the Jamaica Observer. Uh, So this is uh, a publication in Jamaica. Um, And this is about the history of the pandemic uh, uh, in general, right? So this is kind of partially on the account of the smallpox inoculation and stuff like that. So this sort of continues through. So uh, this is written by, sorry, Lewis Moyston, M-O-Y-S-T-O-N. Okay. Um, The history of the pandemic is interesting and instructive. It is fascinating and remarkable in terms of how it forces people to think about their existence, especially in the spiritual realms. It is informative and enlightening due to its insightful revelations of profound changes in the spiritual, social, cultural, economic, and political spheres. So just a brief investigation into the history of pandemics undercovers a contrasting world before vaccines and the other world after vaccine. Uh, let's see. They talk a little bit about looking into the smallpox vaccine using uh, cowpox material in 1726. There had been an out, uh, outbreak of smallpox epidemic in Boston. Uh, it was prior and during this crisis that an African slave, one uh, Wonsimus, recognized the disease and told his master about his personal experience with smallpox and how it was treated in Africa. Um, the course of the long history of mankind has been marked with milestones of infectious diseases in humans and humans' responses to diseases. Um, a second. This is just uh, literally about like just the history of disease in general. In 1706, uh, this enslaved West African man was purchased uh, to a minister, Cotton Mather, uh-huh. Um, he was a popular figure in Boston history. Uh, he he yeah. Really oh, for sure. He really did. Yeah. <laughs> he knew how to prevent smallpox though. Sorry. Once, uh, one sinus or one Semus. Um, according to historical notes, Mather wrote that he was a pretty intelligent fellow and had told him that he had once had smallpox and then hadn't, uh, that he knew the, uh, the disease and had undergone an operation which had given him something of the smallpox and would forever preserve him from it whoever had the courage to use it was forever free of the fear of, con- of contagion. So he referred to consist. Uh, the operation uh, consisted of rubbing pus from an infected person into an open wound on the arm. Once the infected material was introduced into the body, the person underwent the procedure uh, who was inoculated against smallpox. Um, so they used this this method, basically, sickening mm-hmm. half of the city's residents. Uh, they got their chance to practice what they learned. Um Boylston sprang into action Inoculating his son and his enslaved workers Against the disease He began inoculating other Bostonians And uh, of 242 Only 6 died 140. Wait,
1: This is Boylston? Yeah oh, Boylston, I, I heard m- There's a subway stop called Boylston I wonder if that's named after him
0: Oh maybe um, He was the only physician in Boston who supported their technique So he's the one who did yeah. it So that's,
1: that's very possible but, Yeah
0: um, so yeah, 242 people were inoculated and only six died. Wow. Um, the smallpox epidemic wiped out 844 people in uh, total in Boston, which was over 14% of the population. Um, but, uh, I will say this according to historical notes, Mather, uh, was vilified and an explosive device was thrown through the window of his office with an angry note. Um, simply because, uh, a lot of white folk refused to take the medicine associated with black people. There was right. an ugly racial element to the anger, um, so he he did suck, but uh, that was not the thing that necessarily he deserved to be right. vilified for. But uh, you know,
1: yeah, that's how people go. You know, pe- people are
0: yeah. Uh, some it's preachers, a wide spectrum of people. <laughs> yeah, some preachers argue that it was against God's will to expose its creatures to dangerous diseases, um, things like that, uh, and yet folks would then openly go into the world around COVID-19. So, you know, it just shows that we, we really don't learn a damn thing. Um, yes. but like, you know, overall though, like not, I don't necessarily have anything specific to Jamaica necessarily in terms of like bad, uh, histories necessarily with vaccinations or right. that, that goes into a lot of detail. But I think one of the stories that most people are most familiar with is the Tuskegee, uh, airmen. Yep. I, I, I meant, I to say not airmen. I meant to say, um, Alabama sorry um I was I was trying to say Alabama I was like I just said airman because it immediately popped in my head but um yeah it was a it's just a bad bad time bad spot it was like over 8,000 people were treated quote-unquote for like syphilis and used sort of as this uh right basically just like test rabbits not test rabbit uh, test uh holy shit animals yeah yeah I mean like 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 lab rats in a way, you know, right? right. Um, and uh, it just has a really bad history, and so of course people are very slow to um, believe and understand, and not understand, but like you know, what I'm saying,
1: like, right?
0: Accept maybe uh, these mm-hmm. these changes, um, and it took a while, I think, for a lot of this. And I mean, within good reason, there are still reasons to not trust it for specific communities, right? Um, because there are a lot of voices that are ignored in the health system. I mean, really in any kind of system, but especially in health in healthcare. Right. Um, and we'll get into it later in a future scene as to why this one also kind of leans into that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what happens in this scene is just, you know, a bunch of young men getting immunized. Um, and, um, so far, no repercussions, but obviously, there's there's more more to come.
1: <laughs> there's still time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that's for sure.
0: Um, so that's all that I have. Cool. So that's all that I have. Uh, did you have anything else, James?
1: Uh, I did not. I did not. Um, would do you think that it's time to kind of form an orderly queue and uh, and head on out of here? Absolutely. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, I am James Anderson.
0: And I'm Colin Parker.
1: And just to let you know, so that you are aware of this, for full disclosure, Werner Reinhardt is still in prison.